Welcome to On The Ledge Podcast. I'm Jane Perrone, and this is the show where we get very, very dirty. But only in the sense of our hands being covered in compost. Well, we're back for more from James Wong's flat, his houseplant experiments part two, including the legendary nanopond. Thanks to everyone who tweeted, retweeted, contacted me, said how much they loved last week's episode. It was so much fun, wasn't it? And the delightful thing is we've got another 25 minutes of chat with James and Rob to come today. I'm going to split that into two chunks with a little bit in the middle for a Q&A, so that way we can spread the joy. As I said last week, Rob Stakovitz is the Rob that I mentioned there. He is a very, very clever man and a horticulturist based in London. So do look him up. And that's why you should be having a look at the show notes, because that's where you'll find all the links and information that go with our chat. So if you want to know how to actually find a biophytum or a pygmy water lily, then the show notes are the place to go at janeperone.com. So let's dive back into James Wong's flat and find out a bit more about some of his other houseplant experiments, including the legendary fruit bowl nanopond. Here we go. There's more. There's That's more. not it. That's uh, not everything. <laughs> so this isn't this is a tank that I bought and then while I was washing it, stupidly bashed into the wall. Uh, and um, I, you can't hold water entirely, oh, okay. so I have a little. Um, I've created the terrarium out of it. So there is a little water feature that has um, a pump on at the back that is keeping that whole wall moist. I need to clear out some of the plants so you can actually see. I've just, I've just spotted yeah. the dinosaur in there. I yeah. noticed that. Yeah, you got a raptor going on in there. That's it was my attempt to get the people who made the new Jurassic Park thing give me tickets. Oh. <laughs> so I thought if I t- if I make a Jurassic World themed terrarium and oh, keep tweeting about it, they'll give me tickets. No, they didn't. It didn't work. Damn it! <laughs> Those people, what are they doing? I know, inconsiderate, right? It's very inconsiderate. So well that the uh, the uh, raptor's quite well hidden. There, he is. Yeah. He is yeah. well hidden. Yeah, you've got some lovely begonias in there. Are any of these begonias? Iridescent, Rob. We were no. talking. No, no iridescence in here. Where? Iridescent Where it... <laughs> I do have them. He's in the other room. He's not oh, looking very happy okay. at the moment. So I have. I I got um, two unusual begonias online and two unusual nepenthes online. The things mm-hmm. you can't really buy in any even specialist place. But online, the miracle is you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are things that require constant humidity and like right. almost a hundred percent humidity. So the only way to achieve that in the UK is inside glass. Um, and it, but it works. I mean, literally, yeah. it's a piece of... The, the technology is as simple as the fact that glass insulates the, the moisture from escaping. You, I haven't got any kit in there. I mean, I was playing around with pumps, so I bought a pump for a fiver on Amazon uh, and tried to create this water feature. I'm not sure how, sure how successful that is. I might have to turn it up a little bit because you can... Now the plants have grown so much. I wanted it a gentle trickle. Mm. The plants have grown so much you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So well, yeah. That's a, and then above you've got more more plants coming down. Is this just a? Is there any trick to these containers, or is are these no, just these are just literally window boxes? Window boxes. So okay. This the, the the thing with me started out with with house plants. I had lots of them dotted around, like you see on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just because that's what was available in stores. So I had lots and lots of plants, of course, in white pots, as is Instagram, on shelves packed together. And mm. uh, Rob came over with another of mine, and he was like, James, I think your windowsill makes you look like a crazy person. Because I had so many, and they were literally really been to my house. Each other. <laughs> and then I realized, you know, I'm having to water each individual one mm -hmm. of these pots. I'm having to buy an individual pot for each one. These would work so much better planted together in, as you've said on the podcast before, in a bigger pot. So yep. you sort of need yeah. little indoor gardens, yeah. effectively. So the plan yep. is, so from, from a selfish point of view, in the sense that I like gardening, it's more like an actual garden. But also, from the plant's point of view, you don't have to water as much. They just grow better together. So I've crammed them all into window boxes. Um, I'm going to so do that. That's such a simple idea, and it's so so nice. I've, and it makes me wonder why and the hell I've got lots of little pots of things. Well, I would, like in this window box, there are actually two window boxes here, but if this was um, individual pots, I'd have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen plants to water. Mm. And now I just have one. Yeah. Um, and this is, and presumably you have to be a little bit careful with watering on this because presumably it's not drained. Is that just? It's, it's not drained, so I do have to not go crazy with the yeah. watering. Um, but I find that in small pots they dry yeah. out quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the the good thing about not having drained shells is I don't have to water mm -hmm. that often. And if I overdo it with watering, it doesn't matter because that will have dried out within a few days. And do you um, do you stick anything at the bottom? Anything? Nothing. Just the rate. Just regular houseplant compost. It's just regular. I, I do um put a little bit of perlite in houseplant mm -hmm. compost because I think it sometimes breaks down too quickly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it's all of these. You know, I, I did a lot of them as well. I have big house plants, and I've been planting underneath them. It allows you to have more space for them because in each big house plant underneath, I have a mini landscape of another ten. This is really annoying me because you know what? I'm yeah. going to have to go home and. <laughs> it's a good I'm point. Get, no, I'm really now thinking of all the things that I could do to group plants together and make things better. In my it's thing. so much easier to it's do. Quite, it looks quite better. Good to sort of simplify things, and mm. I mean, the whole thing with the aquascapes is 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 sort of simplifying things not having too much tech involved mm. uh just keeping you know clean simple lines and when yeah. you limit the number of pots then you do look less crazy yes <laughs> and also you know from a point of view if you're a beginner at this if you see the instagram model of houseplants you need to remember that 50 percent of those are impractical yeah uh, 50 percent of those are, are set up for a shoot if you simply don't have hundreds of pots and you put things in bigger pots, you will have better results and plants will grow together to look better. They will essentially style themselves because mm -hmm. they move around each other to look good and face different angles. You don't have to constantly do it for them. Yeah, that's. I think uh, that, yes, I can feel a, a big project coming on at home now. I've seen this. And now we're looking, I'm, I'm coming towards... I think this is this your most sort of retweeted thing, this, yeah. this bowl that I, we're looking at? I... I put it on, and I made it just for fun, and I put it on just because, like, I, you know, a lot of my mates are on Twitter, I put it on Twitter, I was, I still can't believe it. It's had, like, 100,000 likes and retweets, over 100,000. Like, my phone was like, going off with, like, a defibrillator, and I, you know, in social media, you can predict what people are mm. going to say. You mm -hmm. might say something that, you know, is, you think is really exciting and then no one cares. 
Uh, and this is the exact opposite. I didn't think it was that amazing. So it's a fruit bowl that came with the house. <laughs> um, so when so, you move out of here, you're going to have to go, oh, you know that fruit yeah, bowl? Um, uh, can I have it? So it's, it's an Ikea fruit bowl that came with the house. Um, and I had always wanted to grow water lilies. And I wanted to see it, how small I could get a water lily to grow in a tank. And so I looked up the smallest cultivar that I believe exists, uh, which is Nymphaea uh, helvola, uh, H-E-L-V-O-L-A. And I found that it only had a 30 centimeter width. So I was looking to, I wanted to create a pond, and I was trying to find a pond, like a vessel that would be 30 centimeters wide. And I looked everywhere, I looked online, I was looking up fruit balls, I was looking up punch balls, nothing. And then the fruit bowl I already had in front of me was <laughs> in my kitchen. I went, hang on, I could totally use that. Do you know what um, I'm looking at? And I don't yeah. know whether you've noticed, there's a uh, bud. Yes! So it's, well, I was ooh, hoping it would it open for you. That's oh the my first gosh. time oh, wow. I've got that. So I'm really excited about it because I was, wasn't sure if it would have enough light. Yeah. Even though it's underneath a fluorescent light and it's been underneath a fluorescent light all year, mm. I wondered whether it would need like a winter dormancy, which it won't get if it's indoors, mm. or if it would just not be getting off intensity. But yeah, there is a bud and I probably it's going to open tomorrow. Oh, it still looks awesome I'll send though. Still, do well. You can put it back on, oh. the, on Twitter and you'll get another 100,000. Oh, I don't know. Well, you might oh. not. Well, you so might. <laughs> that's the thing you can never predict. Look so at that tiny one. This, that's great though, because this tiny one's showing you that you don't even need. So this is the thing I thought, well, if you, if you can get a water lily pond mm. in a fruit bowl, mm -hmm. how small can you go with that? Yeah. It's about the size yeah. of a cup, isn't it? I was going to say, yeah. I've got some brandy glasses that could, would look really cool. Mm. I'm yeah, thinking it's, of, yeah. it's uh, 300 millilitres. Mm. Um, so it's like a, a mug. We'll say perfect if um, you're giving up drinking, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't really <laughs> you know drink brandy. Drink I, don't, I don't drink brandy. Why have I got brandy glasses, <laughs> you for can, God's sake? You, you, I want to see this now, Jane. That's your yeah. challenge. So, yeah. in theory, the smaller the vessel, the harder it is. Because the mm. the key to keeping water clear, and everyone like the number one question when everyone asks me is water clarity. Literally, the only thing I do is change about 30% of the water in a tank. Uh, when you're talking about a cup size, that literally is I take it to the sink and tip a tiny bit out, and yep. then fill it back up from the sink. And you're and filling that just regular tap water. Yeah, everyone says that you have to have specially mm -hmm. treated water. It's not true. Because okay. I was doing that, and I was buying distilled water and lugging it up the stairs mm -hmm. with, with all that plastic, and tap water's fine. Um, so I thought this, this would never work, because the smaller it is, the more unstable the ecosystem, mm. and the more algae you'll get. And so far, it's the one that I least have to change. Oh, I don't get that. Go. It shouldn't that's interesting. be true, but it is. Well, that's, that, I guess this is the way you find out these things, by, by trying them out. Well, this is the wonderful thing with, um, with uh, gardening, is you can have the opportunity to experiment. And you couldn't do this with the lake, but you can in a... In a <laughs> no, a exactly. More from James coming up shortly, but first, a few small matters of housekeeping, plus, of course, the Q&A. This week, it's about spring tales. But first, I finally sent out the newsletter. Yippee! So if you're not a subscriber to the newsletter, you can do that very, very easily. Just visit my website, janeperone.com. There's a link in the top right-hand corner where you can subscribe. In that newsletter every month, well when I get around to doing it, and I promise I'll be more efficient in future, I give you some wonderful updates on what's going on with On The Ledge. Everything from the plants I've bought, the plants I'm lusting after, my favourite Instagram posters, and lots of other interesting stuff. So it's definitely worth a subscribe. 
I don't put the information that I put on that newsletter anywhere else. So it really is something that you need to subscribe to if you want to find out all that extra info. Oh, and just to say, I'm doing an episode soon on Phalaenopsis orchids. So I'd like to have a Phalaenopsis orchid special Q&A. So if you've got a Phalaenopsis orchid, that's the moth orchid, that's not looking good, then do drop me a line and let me know what's wrong. And hopefully we can have a Phalaenopsis special problem solving session during that podcast. So what else has been going on this week? Well, I had a fab time at the Hampton Court Palace Flower Show quite a few houseplants on display and yes I came back with a mini haul of stuff I bought a gazneriad a primulina from Dibley's nursery and I also bought four little mini succulents from the wonderful Ottershaw cacti who you heard interviewed in my Chelsea flower show episode I'll be sharing those little hauls on Instagram so do look out for that this week And I was lucky enough to meet a couple of listeners at the show. Thanks to Craig, who's at my potting bench, who came along and declared himself to be an On The Ledge listener and won himself an On The Ledge podcast t-shirt as a result. Well done, Craig. And another listener, I didn't get her name, but she also came forward as a listener and got a t-shirt as well. So well done for you two for showing up. And I will be at the London... RHS Urban Garden Show on October the 26th. So if you can make that, full details are in the show notes at janeperone.com. This week's question comes from Stephanie, who wanted to know about springtails. She thinks that's what they are anyway. She's got little tiny silvery white fast moving bugs about a millimetre long crawling about in the soil and in the sources of her houseplants. She's guessing they're springtails from the way that they are springing away when disturbed. And she's wondering if there's something she needs to worry about. Well, the good news about springtails is really they are not a major pest of houseplants. They're nothing like as damaging as things like spider mite or aphids. In fact, they don't really damage your houseplants at all. They feed on things like algae, mould and fungi, decaying things, in other words, not living plant material. And they generally don't do any harm if they happen to be hanging around in your houseplant compost. However, Generally speaking, these springtails, they like to be in moist conditions. And this indicates if they're present in your houseplant compost, that the compost is probably a bit too damp. Unless, of course, you're growing something like a Venus flytrap. And as Stephanie has indicated, these things do really spring. Given their size, they actually can jump incredibly high. It would be like me jumping over the Eiffel Tower. So they are really incredible creatures. And they do this jump via a little protuberance they have in their rear ends called a furcula, F-U-R-C-U-L-A. I'll post a link to a video of springtails in action just so that you can identify them if you happen to be worried that you have some. They come in a variety of colours, but they are usually either silvery grey or grey or black. You do sometimes get some more brightly coloured ones. So if you do think that your springtail infestation is a serious one, it may be, as I say, because your compost is just too damp. So it's time to do a bit of investigation, get the plant out of its pot, see how the roots are doing. Maybe repot in fresh compost and ease off on that watering can. Because although the springtails won't be doing any harm in themselves, having most houseplants in constantly damp or wet compost will do them some harm in the long term. 
It's also worth saying that a lot of terrarium people will be growing these guys deliberately to cultivate in their terrariums. The reason being because they do eat lots of things that you don't want to have in a terrarium like algae. So these creatures really aren't ones to be dismissed when it comes to indoor gardening. I'll post some links about using springtails in terrariums in my show notes if you want to go a bit deeper into this subject. Right, back to Mr. Wong and it's me getting jabbery again. (laughs) I did get rather overexcited in this interview when I spot something on the windowsill that I rather liked. Oh my gosh, I've just seen your incredible windowsill planter with that's... I've I'm lost words it's on just that. A Succulents and cacti. And cacti. Got a Columbia Road. They're like so two cool. quid each. Buy a tray. Stick it in a tray. That's it. So nice. Sorry, I'm not really very often lost words, but I am a bit lost words on that because I think that's so cool. Oh, this is this is that whole concept again of uh, limiting the number of pots and just planting a load of plants in a one. Yeah, that's well. This is the windowsill Rob called me crazy about. So okay, (laughs) so now you look look like a crazy person. So now maybe less, less a little bit less. That's crazy. Yeah. The only thing I think is interesting about this really is this little experiment. So I've been. I love Tillandsias, and in theory, they're very low maintenance. Mm-hmm. But for me, for some reason, not all of them grow very well. Mm. And I've, I had some gaps in this cactus um, window box, and I just shoved some in because I thought they might benefit from the humidity, mm. indirect humidity that's rising up. Mm. And this is the only time that my, my Tillandsias not only survive, but the true measure that they're growing really well uh, is they've got yeah. babies. And so my tip for Tillandsias is to not stick them on their own, mm. is to stick them on top of pots. So mm. they're, they're not actually in contact with the soil, but they benefit from the humidity around them. Uh, the, uh, that is a very good tip. That is a very, very fine tip. Well, we must go back, though, to yeah. the, the final uh, tank, which... I'm loving the begonia silver jewel, which I have been growing. And I've actually found that I'm not very good on begonias, I have to Neither say. My, my maculata is just in a... St- oh, yeah, look at this. Look All of those missing leaves. I looked at it to the other day and I thought, what am I doing wrong? I just can't get it to grow. It's harder than most people think. It's And really it's harder hard. than Instagram would let you believe because oh everyone's my God. got them. And I, you know, I, I Instagrammed mine when I first got it when it looked amazing in the first That's year. That's what everyone Instagrams And first. then... No. <laughs> That's, I think people funny. think it's easy to grow because everyone has healthy ones. But yeah. if you look at them, if you're a botanist or if you're a plant person, you can tell that they just bought that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and then I've, I've got Begonia lucerna as well, which I was, I've now realised was, it was too humid, which sounds crazy, but I had it on pebbles because it's now got mildew. And I'm like, yeah. The silver jewel I found to be easy. Silver jewel is um, easy, yeah. So I was trying with this tank to do something weird. So I'm, yeah. I, li- I like making this living wall thing and I was trying to do a living wall that was living wall above the waterline and below it mm. um, and I wanted to do an avatar type theme so I have these bucephalandra which are kind of blue uh, mm-hmm. you know got a blue fish and some blue shrimp a blue Siamese fighting fish and I have um, some iridescent blue selaginella Oh, uh, yeah. This is a, a, like a, what they call a spike moss that looks a bit like a fern, super primitive, and it has these yeah. scales that reflect the light. Uncinata. Uncinata, Selaginella uncinata. And I wanted to have blue, iridescent blue begonias in there as well. But I couldn't find them um, until now. But now these are really established. I yeah. don't want to get rid you of them. You have to do another one. You have to take another cupboard out and yeah. do yes. do something yeah. else. Well, clearly, you don't oh, need the TV. No, yeah, the TV. What's the TV there for? <laughs> I have it see, underneath. <laughs> this, this is, I'm guessing, a built-in desk that I oh, don't know okay. what on earth this massive shelf is for. 
So, you see my TV is now resting on some concrete blocks. Mm-hmm. I've got another dog tray cage, and I'm wondering if I can put it underneath the TV. Separating Ooh. the TV up by putting it on these legs, and then plant that up, but I'm nice. wondering if that's sort of that's not so healthy. Probably pushing things a bit far <laughs> if, if you want to keep your TV. But it's like the only space I have left. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, and where did you get, while I think of it, where did you get these planters from? Were these, were these some fancy shop or were they oh just... Oh, God, no, nothing. I'm so not fancy. They're from, they're online again. They're from, I think they're from getpotted.com. See, this um, is great because this is saving all of my listeners so much time yeah. in trying to track this stuff down because they are great. 20 quid or something. They, yeah. What they didn't come is they didn't come in the colours I wanted. Yeah. Uh, this was originally very, like, it looked dark, light grey on the website. Yeah. It was actually very, very dark. Okay. So I just got some paint and then, like, okay. mottled yeah, it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nice. I've got, I think there's something I've been working on here, but it's a bit dark to be able to see it. So, you might be able to tell that I'm kind of immature in like Hollywood films, so I've got a Jurassic Park <laughs> There's one. a theme, there is a theme here. Yeah, an Avatar one, and now I'm going for King Kong Skull Island. Um, oh, wow. Yes, I think I've seen this on social media as well. Have you... Oh, no, what I've a... got two. Oh, maybe that one. one with an orchid. That's this big fishbowl here. Yeah. And so this is another fishbowl that's 45 centimetre wide. Okay, are these... What are these palm-like uh, things? They look like bonsai palm trees. Yeah. But they're weirdly a relative of Oxalis. They're an Oxidaceae. They're called Biophytum. Um, and so I thought, if I have palm trees, can I get, like, a miniature... I don't know, uh, jungle landscape. So I found this amazing rock that they sell in aquascaping stores. It's called Dragonstone, and it's, it, I think it's volcanic. It's filled with little, little porous fissures, and it looks like those giant mountains that you see in places like southern China and Thailand, the kind of thing that those floating mountains in Avatar are trying to recreate. So I stuck those in, and then I just superglued, <laughs> again, so with the superglue, loads of aquarium plants to it. So all the plants in there, apart from the biophytums, are aquarium plants. And then I just shoved biophytums in the cracks. Okay. Uh, I got the biophytums at N1 Garden Center, um, but you can also get them um, if you're looking for slightly unusual varieties at places, uh, online vivariums like dartfrog.co.uk. Um, and I this... keep mentioning these companies because if you want that, if you want this stuff, that's yeah. Like, we don't we don't want the people to be searching yeah. around for hours trying to find this stuff. People get cross with me when I don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> and what's this? I don't recognise this uh, this trailing plant. So this is a uh, this was a, a a goal for me. This is Cissus rotundifolia. It's in um, it's in the vine family in the grape family, and I wanted this to grow up the wall and along my ceiling, but I just haven't had time to. T- like tether it yeah but it's really quick growing um kind of looks a lot like a you know like a grapevine except Mm. instead of having that classic great foliage it's rotunda folia so it's rotund round shaped leaves Um, i'm trying to see if i can get that to grow looks quite succulent as well it does yeah it it is yeah definitely you've got so many lovely things in here james that i just want to literally steal away when your back is (laughs) turned Oh, it's 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 really lovely to see that um, you've got so many great ideas that are very easily transferable. If if only the rest of us, you know, had this kind of inspiration. I think this is a very inspirational thing, but also stuff that people can achieve and do, which is encouraging. Okay, you may not be as obsessive as I am, and you know, I get miserable in winter, and I've got nothing else to do. So (laughs) that's why I've been doing them. Um, But the 
I've had to think laterally. I haven't been thinking laterally for fun. It's because it's out of necessity. So I have a wall, which is a blank wall with nothing on it. And I could put a picture there, but I like gardening. So I've put up some, again, IKEA window ledges that you can buy, picture ledges. Uh, and I found at Clifton Nursery some really, really small, long troughs, like window box troughs made out of concrete. And I checked the weight and, you know, what the instruction says it will hold, and it was fine. And I just shoved some in there, and I put loads of plants in, because, you know, I'd love to have acres of land or a massive conservatory, but I just can't. So if you have a blank wall with some light, you can garden. Um, and I, you know, I, those window ledges were eight quid, and I think the pots were 20. Um, the plants were a lot more, because, you know, I was hunt, hunting around for fancy plants online. Um, but, you know, you could do this, anyone could do that. Tell me about this, uh, I can't even describe what it is. It looks like a kind of a, a trailing Norfolk Island pine. Oh my gosh, I love this. And I, These are the black tassels. Yeah. It's, see, it's called a tassel fern. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. a fern. It looks like... Is it actually a fern? I don't think it, it is. It's very primitive. It you know who Robbie Blackhorn the house, I bet, would know? Yeah. Uh, who I know is a friend of the show. Um, so it's very primitive and it's... Um, I think from the time before ferns. So you notice this bifurcating structure. From the time structure. before ferns. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, yeah, it's it's so a movie old. right there. So <laughs> it looks like um, almost like a uh, conifer seedling yep. that has come out, but it's twisty and it divides in branches in Ys. So it splits and you'll notice that like when it gets there, it splits into two and mm -hmm. then that will split again into two and then again. It's the most primitive form of branch branching structure and the roots do the same. They literally fork out in Ys and then otherwise. Um, so it's called, I should have said, a Lycopodium squarosum. And I originally saw it online at these Vivarium websites. I know it from the wild, where it grows in extremely high humidity. And I thought I'd have to grow it on the glass. Mm. And I had it in one of those big fish bowls. And it just looked ridiculous because they have to hang. They don't look good growing up. Um, so I thought, well, sod it, I'll put it in this wall, and if it dies, it dies. And yeah. I think that's, you know, you have to do that with houseplants. Mm -hmm. People say, like, I always wanted to, and then I killed a plant. I'm like, so? I've killed hundreds. <laughs> so I put it outside thinking it would yeah. die. And it, it, instead of dying, it's my easiest houseplant. So I bought oh, five more. Um, so it's really quick growing. It looks crazy and really architectural. Um, and I literally, I mean, I take these off the wall and water them once a week. Uh, but that takes me five minutes. Yeah. Um, well, 10 minutes, we're putting them back up, but mm -hmm. yeah. And if it wasn't a sofa in front of it, I wouldn't even have to take them off the wall. But annoyingly, yeah. that's the only wall space I have. Oh, that's great. I really love that. It's, it's, it looks so... And you've got some mirrors up there as well, which is a nice idea in terms of bouncing the light around because you've got these yeah. massive... I presume that's a grow light bulb. It is a grow huge. light. That's my cheat. So they were fine. I, I put the grow lights in in... Um, uh, when was it? Like November. Mm -hmm. I started noticing that some of the peperomias, these peperomias, were losing their leaves. Mm. And I didn't know what was going on. They were just like, like it was autumn, like the leaves outside were falling mm. as these were. And it was the light. So right. I have um, just regular wall lamps, which I had before. Uh, and I just changed their bulbs to put grow lamps in. And I have those on when the day, and they work really well. And some, you know, some of these plants are really quite far away from the window. Mm. And light drops off with every meter. I think it halves past a window and they seem to be doing okay yeah that they are and they're cool i mean they look they look the lights look great as well so. well i mean it's just a normal this is the great thing about these new generation uv lamp uh, um led lamps you can put the bulb in anything hmm. so these are just normal like a lamp that you would read a book with uh it's just the bulb that i changed 
You're changing my life, James. And what can I say? I, I'm totally overwhelmed with excitement oh. seeing this space. And um, I, I live feel... here, so I don't think it's exciting. <laughs> I find it like it's not. What's the right word? I work a lot, and I can get like quite anxious and stressed with work. And mm. I want to be outside looking mm. at green. And I don't have a garden to go to. And you know, Hyde Park is is quite a long way away. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of nice. You know, people pay a lot of money in London for a green view, and I don't mm. have that. One tree, um, and lots of brick walls. And, well, I could just create my own green view on the inside of the glass. Oh. And you can enjoy it all year round. Yeah. That's the other thing. That's the thing. In the middle of winter when it's yeah. like you cannot do anything. And it's, you know, if you go out, you're, it's spending money. People, a lot of people said to me, you know, you spend a lot of money on plants. I'm like, I don't probably spend as much money as you think I do. No. Um, you could go on a night out in London and have five beers and f- probably remember only pieces of it <laughs> if you have my alcohol tolerance. Or you can buy some nice plants and you can see those evolve. If you buy them small, they grow big quickly. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Plants, I think, are cheap for what you get out of them. Yeah. And, uh, and houseplants particularly because mm. they're tropical and quick-growing. So you can buy tiny things that can be huge in very little time. hope you enjoyed that as much as I did and if you want even more of James's houseplant adventures then you need to be a ledge end because my patreon subscribers who donate five dollars or more a month get access to special exclusive content including the interview I put up last week with James talking about his plants in his bedroom on the ledges patreon page has been humming this week we've got new subscribers coming out of our ears there's sabine leonora susan ellie debbie erin jean joe keisha and Anne-Marie, who upped her pledge to become a legend. If you want to find out more about becoming a Patreon subscriber, visit patreon.com forward slash on the ledge to find out more. It's your way of unlocking exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. And it really helps me to keep on the ledge on the go by paying for things like equipment, travel, web hosting, and all that stuff that you need to make a podcast work. If you'd rather give a one-off donation, that's fine too. Co-fi.com is the place to go for that. You'll find all the links in my show notes. And of course, if you're unable to help financially, that's absolutely fine. What you can do to help the show is give me a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Tell friends and family about the show. Tweet about it. Put it on Instagram and spread the word generally. That's a massive help to me. And I really appreciate every single person who does that for me. It's really, really valuable. So thank you so much. Well, it's time for me to go because, quite frankly, the temperature in this podcast studio come office is hitting about 30 degrees as I've had to turn the fan off for recording. So before I literally boil to death, I'm going to bid you farewell. But I'll be back next week with more houseplant chat, advice and fun. So do join me then. Until then. Remember the old English proverb which goes something like this. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. What that means for us houseplant lovers is go and have a little houseplant tour tonight. Check out your fleefy friends and see if any of them are in distress. Take care of those plants, guys, and I'll see you next week.
music you heard in this week's show was Roll, Jordan, Roll by the Joy Drops, an instrument, the boy called Happy Day Gakana by Samuel Corwin, and Plantation by Jason Shaw, all licensed under Creative Commons. See janeperone.com for details. <laughs>